Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Monday. It's May 30th. Happy Memorial Day. Hope you have a great one. Being a Monday, we once again are doing a prayer from lifting up our hearts. Let us pray. Grant Almighty God, since our life is only for a moment, nay, is only vanity and smoke, that we may learn to cast all our care upon you, and so to depend on you as not to doubt you as our deliverer from all urgent perils, whenever it shall be to our advantage. Grant us also to learn to neglect and despise our lives, especially for the testimony of your glory. And may we be prepared to depart as soon as you call us from this world. May the hope of eternal life be so fixed in our hearts that we may willingly leave this world and aspire with all our mind toward that blessed eternity. You have testified to be laid up for us in heaven through the gospel in which your only begotten Son has procured for us through his blood. Amen. All right, we're going to be taking a look at Galatians chapter 4. Today we're just going to read from verse 1 of chapter 4 through verse 7. Hear the word of the Lord. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons." And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. And so we see here Paul's continuing argument about how we are united to Christ, how we are sons and daughters of God. And so therefore we are heirs of eternal life, regardless if we are Gentile or Jew, whether we are man or woman, whether we are slaves or free, all those distinctions that we have seen that the world values, we see All of those come together in Christ. All of those are brought together because we have been made whole in him. And so we see this argument that we are heirs continue here. And it's interesting where Paul goes. He says, hey, if you're a child of the the owner, right, you're really no different than the slave because you you don't have the authority. Uh, You're under guardians, you're under managers until you are made the one who is the guardian and the manager, right? And so Paul uses this to describe how the law was over the Hebrew people, but now they are set free in Christ. They have something that is greater. And so we see here that just like there is a point where the child becomes the owner, the guardian, the manager, there's also was a point when God did this for us. And notice what he says, in the fullness of time it had come. In other words, God set forth to do this in his good pleasure. He did it when he wanted to do. There was not panic. There was not uh, this need that, oh no, we need to do this now. Instead, God from the beginning, from the fall, set forth his plan and he did it in his timing. 
And he pointed to that salvation that would come in Christ as we went through the stories of the Old Testament, through the genealogies, through the stories, through the way in which God interacted with his people. It was all pointing forward to this freedom that we would have in Christ. And it came at the fullness of time when he ordained it to happen by his sovereign will. And how did he do this? Well, he sent forth his son. And notice, the son was born of the woman, born under the law. Real human, in real time, space, history here. And the purpose was to redeem those who were under the law. He had to become one of us to set us free from it. And what was the end goal? That we might receive adoptions, adoption as sons. In other words, that we might become truly children of God, united to Christ, that we might receive the salvation through him. And now there's logical consequences of that. And this is very good news for you and I. And because we are children, because we are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into his hearts. And we are able to call God Father. We're able to cry out to him, Abba, Father. We're not slaves any longer. We are children. Children who have been set free from sin that has enslaved us. We are able to say and pray, our Father who art in heaven. We're able to say, Heavenly Father. And as you've heard me say before, whether from the pulpit or in these videos, when we call God Father, this is an awesome thing. We don't say this just because um, he is God the Father that we call him Father. We are able to call him Father in an intimate way because we are Christians. We have been united to Christ. And so he is our Father. It is more than a title that we have for God. It's more than one of the persons of the Trinity. It is our Father God, because we are connected, united to Jesus Christ. And because of that, we have a sure promise that we are heirs with Christ. We're heirs through God. And that, that inheritance is abundant life. That inheritance is salvation. That inheritance is the forgiveness of sins. That inheritance is eternal life in him. So may we be a people who understands who we are in Christ, that we are children of God. We are united to him. And because of that, we have the greatest inheritance that we can possibly have. We are inheriting the kingdom of God and eternal life. Let's close up with a word of prayer. Gracious God, we praise you for you have made us your children by uniting us to Christ. It is good news that we are no longer slaves to sin, but instead sons and daughters and heirs of your kingdom. We know this is only because in the fullness of time, God the Son was sent to take on our flesh and redeem those of us under the law. We ask that you would grant us opportunities to share this good news, that others may hear and by the power of your Holy Spirit believe and be set free from slavery to sin. On this Memorial Day, we praise and thank you for those who served in our armed forces and gave their lives for the freedoms that we so deeply value. We thank you for those freedoms and ask that through your word and spirit, you would provide comfort for the families who have lost loved ones. Grant that peace and strength would endure in their lives. We humbly put our trust in you today, knowing that you are the God who works all things together for good for those who love you. Help us to trust in your sovereign hand and your spirit's work in our life. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Okay, that's the first part of Galatians 4. We'll pick up with verse 8 on Wednesday. See you then. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. 
You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 